Blanc de Blanc, Monterey County, 2009. Uh, you drink alcohol? Yes, it uh, numbs the throat. Did I mention on podcast I did not drink for a while? Yeah, I decided to, yeah, I was in January, I got very ill and uh, could not drink alcohol. Very you, ill. You, you, know you had like a flu, right? Not like it was a, terrible. Not some syphilis or AIDS or something. You know, I love a good AIDS joke. <laughs> and I will edit that out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Try it again. Start again. Uh, now no, Fifi's mouthing to edit that out. <laughs> you know that Fifi whenever we say we're going to edit something out, it is guaranteed that we leave it in. But <laughs> I was mouthing to you too. Yeah, okay. So, so, so that the audience cannot see. Right. You are drunk. I anyway, know. I was going to say mm-hmm. is that only alcoholics say I, I'm not real alcoholic. So I will yes. not say I'm not real alcoholic because then it is confirmed but i've just talked myself into a circle anyway i quit drinking because i felt like i was drinking too much yes and in fact i was drinking too much Mm -hmm. was a problem right i I notice i get much more done oh yeah even a one uh, beer in the evening no it's it's kind of ends your day you know what i mean you might uh, paint your nails and watch orders, but that's about uh, all you're going to accomplish in the evening no and the sad thing is you feel like you did accomplish something it's not true no. You accomplished nothing. You accomplished pulling up some type of a blanket made of lead over your body. That's all you did. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, that's so now I had daiquiris in the afternoon. It's no big deal. You know, Fifi, I've been a little depressed. Why is that? I feel like I talk about this too much, but since I'm uh, a single girl, uh, no word from uh, no recent word from Johnny Hamburger, the father of your child Chloe. No, Johnny and Johnny and I are done, Fifi, and I know you are happy to hear that too. That I, I find I find him easy on the eyes, uh, uh, but he is hard on the heart. Well put, thank you. You know he come to visit Chloe, but that's it. He okay. sleep on the couch. Okay, I did go to find a CNC music factory man. You did. I did. <coughs> What's his name? Robert. Robert? Robert Clivier. He uh, sounds French, but he's actually from, uh, oof, I don't know, somewhere like Dominican Republic or something. Okay. Found a Facebook profile that only come up if you go roundabout way. Not looking good, Fifi. Um, right. Interests are weights and handball. Okay. And studying the Bible. Oh. Uh, other thing is, I found somewhere, as we all know. Was he a C? Was there a second C? Is that yes, what David Cole. Unfortunately, passed away at a very young age. Oh, no. From complication, uh, I believe, AIDS, which you found so funny before. Now I, I did not find it funny, It was, a, but now it was a foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. That was good. It's like a good literature that you made. Yes, it's a Chekhov's gun. It's like a Chekhovsky? Chekhov's gun. Oh, you're not familiar with this? Yes, if there's a gun on the wall in the first act. Yes, it needs to go off. Do you know, Afaz, I had a favorite joke <coughs> about a Bollywood film. If there is a dance number in, in, in the, the first, first act, act, in the third act, there will also be a dance number. Is that right? No. <laughs> 
Did you you messed it up? If what there's is? a gun in the oh. in a Bollywood number, if there's a if there's a gun in the first act, there in the third act, there will be dancing. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay. So David died, unfortunately. It was covered up. Originally, said it was something to do with the spinal meningitis, something like that. Ooh. But then it came out. It was he was a gay. Oh. And uh, so I'm curious to see. Not that Robert would be gay, but I look it up uh, just to see because mm-hmm. um, although I believe I could perhaps study the Bible and get more into handball, mm-hmm. I think maybe him to be gay is a deal breaker. Well, you you cannot go wrong. Uh, I cannot go wrong. So I couldn't, but I tried to look it up, and the only place I found any information was datalounge.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone, uh, you know, says he's so handsome, which he is. He's very he's handsome. Very handsome. Is he a gay? And the uh, answers were, some, you know, hell yeah, go <coughs> He's a gay. You know, oh, there's baby. a couple answers like that. I'm so. sorry. Do you think that this means that uh, Raven and I will not be getting together anytime soon? Oh, Raven. Oh, yes. We've been watching Drag Race, but that's season two, right? It's old yes. news. If Fifi have mad crush on Raven because he's a very handsome man and he, the way he holds his face, very regal. Yes. And also the lady from Berlin <coughs> says that if he, he were straight, she would jump his bone. That is true. Bones. I learned you don't say jump your bone. No. It's a little too much. <laughs> Phoebe, have we other things to discuss? How many minutes have we gone on for? A hundred? Yes. I was going to tell a story about the, I've had a, a lifetime of crushes on gay men. Not time. Can we save that for next time? <laughs> It's true, though. So any gay men out there who want to boost their ego, just come on over. I will... Uh, I waste will f- BB's time will- for her. <laughs> no, first I will... I will. Yeah, it will be very flattering for a while. Mm-hmm. Very, and then it will get uncomfortable. And yes. then, uh, then it will end. That's so sweet. Yeah. Uh, Fifi, yes. d- what else? Nothing for you? Because we have some promotions to do. I did see a Mikhail Brezhnikov yesterday in a play. Mm-hmm. How was it? It was called In Paris, and uh, it was in French and Russian, and uh, it, it was very avant-garde. And I was sitting in a balcony uh, by myself, uh, wearing a beauty mark and a stall. It was a matinee show, but I thought I'd still go all out. Excellent. Do you wait by the back door to see Boroshnikov? Um Yes. Mm-hmm. But and he, what happened? He did not come out. Oh. No. I'm sorry to hear. It was it was nice, so I'd recommend, although it is already over. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to see it. Something else I'd like to recommend is uh, tomorrow night I read a story for Melinda Hill's story experiment. It will be over by the time this podcast comes out. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. And what else? Can we recommend any shows that will be available when this podcast is out? Well, on the 26th Thursday, we have a, a performance. We're doing the Slap Boo show where we actually slap you in the face uh, at Billy's Fish Fry at a Wacko. On Hollywood. And then after that, we, I will be, um, Fifi, I met this uh, hobo going to the garbage cans outside of Tita's. I didn't tell you about him, did I? No, you did not. Apparently he has a band and I'm going to be singing with them on Saturday. Oh, Saturday is the 28th? Mm Mm-hmm. At uh, Hip Kitty in uh, Redlands, California. Okay, so that's two shows. I will not be there. But you know what happens on the day after, the 29th? No. It is uh, the grand... uh, Premiere and drop of Galacticon, the album, oh. by a Brendan Small. Brendan Small, that name sounds familiar. It's maybe sound familiar because we do a podcast with him. That is coming up right, right? Now, now, after we tell you to go and um, also check us out on Twitter at Poobell Twins. <laughs> 
And that was smooth. <laughs> to go to Facebook page, The Poubelle Twins, and to like us. Please do. Also, we are on Stitcher. And also, we'd like to, we'd love for you to make a comment on uh, iTunes. It is very important to us. There's uh, all these links. All you have to do is go to thislapboothshow.com and uh, you can see all of this and more. Uh, merci. And now we get uh, ready to do the podcast with a Brendan Small. Petit Brendan. How's that? You can even adjust your chair even more if you need to. Yeah, I can. Perfect. This is how Johnny Lee Hooker sits down and talks. Johnny Lee Hooker is a famous guitar blues guitar you player. You play guitar, right? Yeah. Anyway, yes. I would have liked to have hung out with you guys, and we will, if you'll let me. No answer. Okay. <clears throat> Baby, how was our night last night? Oh, oh we, it was good. We... um. My daughter had a fever, and so I put her to bed and said, I'll be home soon. And uh, then I got all dressed up. I put on all this makeup, and oh I curled my yes. hair. I wore, I wore high heels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifi's toes were freezing, but she wanted yes. to wear new shoes. Yes. So um, I wore... Uh, we, we went to the salon to get our hairdos hair done. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had curly hair yesterday. Okay. And um, ordered a taxi to take us. Uh, to the place because we thought we were probably going to be drinking quite a bit and having yes. a good time. And having a fantastic time, you know. Didn't right. want to have to worry about being uh, sober. No, no, just right. no careless. Yes. Yes. You want to be just free. It's, it's rare that I get out of the house. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, Blenzo doesn't usually let me out, so uh, you had to get permission from him. Yeah, Fifi's right. tax return just came in and she had a little bit of money. They've been suffering lately, so it's good that's a you know, couple extra bucks to spend. Because um, so those drinks at uh, the establishment are <coughs> a little expensive. Okay. And we, uh, yeah. taxi cab was a little bit late, but we hurried and got there just at 10 o'clock and um, in time to uh, receive a first text from you saying that you're going to be late. just a little bit late. So yeah. it was quite crowded and loud, you know, Saturday night at this place. And um, uh-huh. we finally got there. Yeah. Yeah, go on table yes. out in the patio which was good because you got a table though i got a table yes and it was a big t- deal table for four people i, I do want to and just uh, point out really quickly that it was exactly at 10 o'clock is that he said looks like closer to 10 30 slash 10 45 so i just want to say he did let us know well it took us quite a while f- to get the table oh to we stood by it and waited this for is the people this is the, this is the kind of podcast i usually tend to avoid <laughs> where i'm the bad guy <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the whole thing. And people kept coming up and okay. saying, is anyone else going to be sitting Bibi, 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 let's just let it go. I, um, for the record, and this isn't good, but I was ready later on, but you guys were ready to go. Um, what time was that? When that was about 11.20 something. No, I'm not sure it was 11.20. Let's see. Well, let me see. I think our last exchange was... Mm, okay. Sorry. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I just have a question about how you guys t- do this podcast. Do you guys edit it at all? No. 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 We don't. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> just one whole thing. Okay. It's live. Oh, actually. is it? Yeah. How's it? Okay. Oh man. You're looking. You actually. <laughs> actually oh, looking my. around for the connection into the. I'm computer. looking around for an esca- <laughs> escape plan. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> this is not why we invited you here. There's a window and there's a drop. <laughs> Oh, how do Blinded. I make it? Yes, 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 yes. We We certainly forgive you. Uh, you are here today. You are here. Uh, you went even to do a CrossFit this morning and you still made it here. 
I did. I made it to this. Yes. Yes. You did a CrossFit today. Yeah. Yeah. CrossFit. T- tell us about called. the yes. CrossFit. CrossFit is an exercise uh, that fat people do mm-hmm. who really want to eat a lot of food and also uh, fit into their pants mm-hmm. at the same time. So it's a horrible, horrible way to live your life. I did. Um, I did try the CrossFit. I believe I saw you there. Yes. I, I believe that was you. And um, you uh, you jump on things and you do pull ups and push ups and you move weights around you run and your eyes roll back in your head and you wish you were you wish uh you wish it would all stop you do you get a lightheaded feeling yeah i get a lightheaded feeling I, uh, that means it's working i rip up my hands i have like blisters yeah. and scars right now they're kind of healed but but i rip up my hands doing it too do you, so. from doing like a dead weight or deadlift or whatever it's from called? doing uh pull-ups pull-ups, pull-ups yeah okay Anyway, it's a horrible. It's, I don't think there's anything interesting I can say about it other than that it's horrible and uh, it works. I guess. I guess I'm in better shape. Of it. <coughs> I'm not sure what that was. Yeah, that's uh, that was a loud sound. That sounded like a guitar falling. <laughs> BB, was that a guitar? Shut up and keep cooking. Uh. Why aren't you in that kitchen? <coughs> so <laughs> Jeez. Um, <clears throat> you know Blainzo. He's a comedian. I do. I, yeah, um, I've I've performed with Blainzo before. Yes. Oh, I have a yes. photo. I think I have some yes. photos of you okay. from a Steve Allen Theatre. Yes, Steve Allen Theatre. Yes. Me and Blainzo. Sure. Yes. Every time somebody slam a door, it's like a knife going into my earball. Could you maybe? <laughs> Hello. What did you kick over? Sorry, baby. I thought you were the other one. <clears throat> okay. Hmm. Uh, what happened? <clears throat> We were just talking about how CrossFit. I was, uh, I believe, I the technical term is boring the pants off of the world by talking about exercise. Oh, but Brendan, it seems to be paying off. You seem very pexy these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, pexy, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> There's nothing funny about a guy trying to get in shape. It's like it's it's all it is is a, it's a weird uh, it's it's vanity, I guess. No, it's health. It's health it as health? well. Right? Yeah, I, I guess fitting in your pants and not ripping the seam out of your the butt of your pants. The ass of your pants falling out. Yeah, I done that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I like food a lot. When did you? I remember when I was doing the the first Death Clock record, and I was doing a pilot for Mark Rivers. Uh huh. Oh, is he a Let's Fish? The Let's Fish uh-huh. pilot, and and Mark said to me, and I was in okay shape right before that, and Mark Rivers said to me, he said, I think your character. I just saw him a little bit heavier. Than you. And I said, that's all you have to say, my friend. That's all you got to say. A green light. Yeah. Green light. I'm going to start eating some pancakes. And I'm going to not exercise. And then I, then after after I did that pilot, we started doing uh, <laughs> we started doing the Death Album 1 for Death Clock. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of guitar playing to do. And then I started trying to go back to exercising. And between exercising and guitar playing, my wrists hurt. Maybe doing a couple other things that I don't really want to mention. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. But the, I figured the best thing to give up would be the exercising still, <laughs> and then just play guitar and whatever else. You I could was do doing. like a, a Robert Fripp and never get out of your chair. I'd like I like the idea of that. But um, then around that time it was December. I bought like three pairs of pants from like H and M or something, mm-hmm. and uh, I managed the, to. The, Finest purveyors of disposable clothing. Go on. <laughs> yes, it's very true. But um, I, I bought three pairs of pants of what I think of my size is. Uh-oh. You know? How like an animal thinks it's a certain size. And <laughs> usually have whiskers or something to help them right. get through the door or something. I didn't have any of that stuff, so I just used the size <laughs> reference that from my numbers memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, ripped, <laughs> I ripped like three different <laughs> pairs of pants. I was so fat. It was funny, though. I'm, I think I'm a little bit funnier fatter. 
Really? Like like pudgy, like can't get out of a seat, like you know, kind of a thing. Like if someone's chasing me, I, I waddle more. I think it's funnier. It's just it's it just you move, you move funnier. You make funnier sounds. Fa- yeah. yeah, yeah. You squeal a little bit, like little high pitched sounds. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. When you're trying to make coffee there's, or something. There's no like dead dead sound, dead space. You know, because you're always doing a heavy panting when you're all fat. You know. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> I'm laughing already. Yeah, already funnier. So you mentioned uh, that you work on a show called Death Clock. Mm-hmm. Do you know the guy who makes it? Um, <laughs> I work. I, I work on uh, Metalocalypse. On Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse, yes. yeah. Um, and uh, we have a new season coming out. Season four. Season four, April 29th. <laughs> That's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. It's very soon. We've got a lot of episodes in the can, mm-hmm. in the garbage can. Mm. Yeah, someone made it into the show. I don't know if you're aware of this, but yes. uh, I work at Titmouse. Yes. I did uh, Blanca, you know Blanca? Yes, I know Blanca. She had a vacation and I came in to do the cleanup once in a while. Oh, okay. Um, I got to see quite a few episodes of yes. uh, mostly third season. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, Is this uh, as, as you take out the garbage? Well, you know, I take out the garbage. I would, uh, you know, dust uh, the sink and that type of thing. And then I would, you know, they would be having dailies and I would watch. <laughs> That's how that worked out. You didn't see me because it was a conference room with the window in it. Oh, I see. And I would sneaking s- yes. through the Venetian <coughs> blinds. and Exactly. Exp- yes. Yes. Um, May Tween and I have been talking about your show because, you know, I tell her about it and stuff. And we want to know, you know, what is some of the inspiration for the... The episodes, do you find that uh, that there are some life uh, experiences that goes into it? Or where do you where do you get your ideas from? Oh, for the, the TV show? Yeah. Oh, geez, I don't know. Well, I go on the road and I do... Um, the, the, the idea is it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a show about celebrities. That's really... I think everyone sees the show and they think it's about a death metal band, which it is. But it's ultimately, it's about, like, what if the Kardashians were a death metal band? And it's about celebrityism and it's all that stuff. So we... We we actually read a lot of stupid stuff that's going on or, or events that have happened in rock and roll history, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of weird. Just uh, a lot of it's about a creative relationship between five guys, and so stuff that happens at work ends up finding its way into the show uh-huh. often. Just weird things that we find ourselves doing and make fun of ourselves mm-hmm. uh, for. You know, I don't know that the William Murder faces a character who's very conflicted, who's kind of doesn't do a lot of stuff but really wants a lot of credit for it uh-huh. is, that, so, is that like the blendon character that would that be my character yeah is yeah. that sort of like you <laughs> uh yes mm. when the truth comes out i know like maybe from first season or second season um pickles uh, yes has a brother that yes. is kind of a dick yes that's not like your brother is it my brother's the nice one yeah okay my brother's a friendly one I yeah. think we should mention now that uh, he has a brother. Brandon has a brother named Jeff. My brother is Jeff. He uh, he works in makeup effects. He's worked in a lot of movies, mm-hmm. but he does a lot of. Um, he makes monsters. He makes. Uh, whenever I do a live action shoot or anything like that, I usually get him to do some kind of special effects. I did a video for Scott Ian's band called The Damn Things, and um, I had this exploding scene where I just I just wanted this big blood explosion to happen, and when we cut back, we see these two ladies feet on the ground and, and mm-hmm. still in their shoes mm-hmm. smoldering mm-hmm. he built that stuff um he worked on a tim and eric movie oh. he did a whole bunch of stuff He's did very you work talented. on that as well no i, I watched it oh. i mean if that that's that, uh it counts. it counts that counts i mean i put yeah. it on the resume yes either way uh-huh. but uh yeah i definitely saw it that goes on the resume mm-hmm. it's on the imdb mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 
Cause... You have to submit yourself, though, I imagine. Yeah, I submitted myself. Yeah. It's, it's still it's in deliberation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you collaborate with your brother sometimes? Yes, yes. Do you love your brother? Oh, come on, guys. What? Don't make me... What's... Why? Why? Is this a hard subject to talk about? Um, you know that he was the best man at my wedding with Blaine's. I know, yeah. Do you, do you know why he was there? Do I know why he was there? Yes. No, why? Why don't you tell me? Jeff and I had a passionate romance. (laughs) I guess I did know that. He didn't tell you? You didn't know that? I just, I read about it. You? In the the trades, there was a sighting. (laughs) It was a blind item though, wasn't it? It was, it was, um, on the e-network, they mentioned it a couple of times. How did that make you feel? Were you jealous? (laughs) I was happy for both of you. That is so sweet. Yes. Oh, that's really nice. I'm happy. I'm He's happy. got a new girlfriend I, now, though. What? What? He's got a new girlfriend now. You guys should know about that. Oh. Yeah. Are you okay with that, baby? Um, okay. Let's regroup. <coughs> so, you, you know, I do a little research on you because, you know, yeah. I, I've known you for a while. Yes. It's been a while, I think. About, about 10 years. Almost 10 years. I think it's more like nine. Well, that's what you think. Yes, I do. I think you're wrong. How did you two meet? How did we meet? Do you remember? Um, I remember. Do you remember? Yes, but yeah, I don't know if you'll remember. I was not around. You were not around? Not sure How I did were. we meet? I don't remember. I think we met at a comedy karaoke show at El Cid. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, <coughs> you were... And downstairs from this apartment... Uh, we spent some time at Cheetahs, if you'll remember. Yes. I don't remember that. <laughs> I've <laughs> been there two what, times. You two were at Cheetahs? We were at Cheetahs. Cheetahs is a, is a strip club. It's the kind of strip club where I think, I honest, honestly, I think the ladies end up with more clothes by the end of the song. Why is that? I don't know. Because of the weird laws of stripping in Los Angeles where you can't take anything <laughs> off. And so they're like, well, we got these clothes and we may as well just, they start out with very, and then I think they have like uh, four bikinis on. Well, it's uh, that's the laws. Yeah, that's the law. Yes. Hey, what are you going to do? There's nothing you can do but just uh, watch them and give them some dollars. Yeah, give them a couple bucks. You don't. You've only been there twice. Well, one of those times with, was with me. Yeah. Yes. I think the first time I went there, I was. Uh, I don't. I don't go to a lot of strip clothes. I was. No, there. nobody says that you do. That's, yeah, that's d- not the buzz. Despite though, <laughs> despite what everyone's saying, <laughs> I don't go to a lot. And uh-huh. and a lot is it's inevitable. It can be any number. Mm-hmm. So okay. a lot can be like a million billion. That's so true. I don't go to a million billion, mm-hmm. but um, I went there once, and I don't know maybe. I guess when I go there, I just feel weird. Why? <laughs> Why? I would think all the bikinis would make you feel No, weird. I think that if that was a naturally occurring bikini, mm-hmm. then that'd be fine. Okay. <laughs> but it's not. It's, a, it's, it's all fake. Totally it's all, manufactured. What is yeah. fake? <laughs> um, it's manufactured as if to make it seem like I'm walking to a place where girls are simply just doing this. Yes. <laughs> and it's not. They're being paid to. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Right. okay. Um, but I remember I was there and I was like, oh, I don't want to be a, go to a strip club right now who, who made you or at least this? at least it's really dark at least it's kind of anonymous and i was there okay. and then uh i heard someone go hey brendan small how's it going Uh-oh. and i looked around and i said oh hi you know some <laughs> guy that i knew way back in boston he's like how's it going and he had like a cigar and one in the back i think you could smoke in there and he had like a bud light he's like Come over here. Come and talk to me with some of my friends and a couple of stripper girls with them. So, you got any, how's the cartoons doing? You got any, you got any extra work? You got, any, what's up? Uh, 
because I can get you, I'd love to get you a speck of something. And I said, oh, oh, I'm just here to, I'm just here to, to, <laughs> to blow some money and maybe, you know, conjure up some masturbation imagery mm-hmm. and then, and then leave. I wasn't, I didn't think this would be a work-related uh, situation at all. So uh, I'm not prepared for, mm-hmm. I guess I'm not prepared for anything here tonight. Aww. Yeah. And he, he was okay with that? Well, he took that, I guess he took the nose. <laughs> he took my blow off. As well as he could have. That's the last person I'd want to see if I were to go to a strip club. A guy that you... Hey! And out of work. I know you! (laughs) Things could be better for me, to be honest. You know know how tough the business can be. But he did scream your name from across the room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a spotlight fell on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the music stopped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every bead of sweat on your brow was illuminated. Yes perfectly lit <clears throat> I like these I really like these post uh, uh, subject lulls it, it gives a, it gives the listener time to mm-hmm. really digest what's yeah, just been just, said yeah you can't just process this and as it's being said it needs time no yeah <laughs> so you're not a fan of strip clubs speaking of fans I, uh, in my research on Brendan Small, as I've said before, I've known you for a while, but I didn't yes. know, I don't know everything about you. Yes. You know, but there's some stuff on the internet. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. There's some stuff on the internet. <clears throat> there's a, my favorite thing I watched was about an hour of you doing a live chat session. Do you, do you know what oh, I'm talking about? Yeah. Yowie or something like that? Yes, yes. Yes. How was that for you? How was that for me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm promoting. <laughs> Normally, I don't do live sessions unless I'm promoting something. But I. And you're promoting. We should probably mention you're promoting. You also have an album. Coming I have out. an album coming yes. out. Galacticon. Galacticon. Which is uh, maybe only uh, second hardest to spell correctly after your own name. Right after okay. Metalocalypse. Right. Metalocalypse. Brendan. <laughs> yeah, Brendan. This is always spelled wrong. Yes. Yeah, so I figured I'd throw in another word of. It's uh, a made-up word. Um, that's a solo record that I'm doing. It's um, it's kind of a, it's with the same guys that I do the Death Clock music with Gene Hoagland and Brian Beller, mm-hmm. and uh, I did it in between um, seasons of Metalocalypse. And uh, it's you can go to my website brendansmall.com and listen to it and check it out. I saw uh, the artwork for the album cover. Yes. It's just beautiful. Who did that? That was done by the very talented, very handsome Antonio Canobio, mm. who is known for being the art director of Metalocalypse. And, and, Antonio uh, Canobio. Yes. He sounds like a, he's a Frenchman? He sounds like an Italian, mm-hmm. but he is uh, from France. He is from but France? But he is Jewish. Oh, okay. Yes. Do you still like him? I like him even more. Because mm-hmm. of those things? Yes. Okay. He's a, he's a super talented guy. And he, um, what he is did, on the cover? Because I don't know anything about what you guys are it's talking a, about. It's kind of a 1970s kind of like a Flash gordon style um, kind of like sci-fi movie poster art. Mm. It has a man with a helmet on it. It has a, a blonde lady or white-haired lady. lady. It has a, some type of slug or something. There's a monster on the some bottom. Monster, yeah, yes. there's like a bad guy kind of fading away into this outer space. Is uh, there a spaceship on it? There are a few spaceships and there's a robot. Okay. Yeah, And a robot, yes. Yeah. yes. And uh, it's a concept album? It is a concept album, yes. Uh, is it a high concept album? No, it's a very low concept and album. And what is that concept? Well, um... I was I figured I had all these songs and I was trying to link them all together and try to figure out what they were and I just listened to the energy of each song and I thought and I was improvising lyrics mm-hmm. um, over what would end up being the last song on the record 
And um, that's usually how I do the music stuff is I improvise a bunch of lyrics and then I try to find like note groupings, I try to find melodies and I try to fix all the stuff later on. But what I was improvising just from listening to this thing was like, a, it was sounded like a chase sequence between a superhero who was going to go and save the girl. Mm-hmm. And, but he was complaining the whole way mm-hmm. about like, I, I can't believe I have to do this again. And uh, I, I don't like this girl very much, but I'm going to go save her because I'm a superhero. So I thought, what, what, it would be funny if, and I thought, okay, that's the ending of this whole thing. It's this big final chase sequence and then there's a battle and then it, it's over. But I thought, okay, so I think this is a story like, what if Superman and Lois Lane got this big, horrible, public, messy divorce? And uh, it was humiliating for him, and he lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, she still ended up getting in trouble all the time. Yes. And he still had to save her because he's Superman. And, uh, and even worse, what if she started dating Lex Luthor afterwards? And that's pretty much what this thing is. It's a post-divorce, like intergalactic divorce story. And we start the whole thing out. The first song is about him getting his divorce papers mm-hmm. and, and driving through space angrily <laughs> and, uh, and just like trying to figure out. And like, then there's like a big Greek chorus of people kind of like talking about him behind his back and like, this guy's not as good as he used to be and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then the end of the song, he, he goes, I gotta go, I gotta go talk to somebody about this. So the second song is a big therapy session. Mm-hmm. It's called Prophecy of the Laser Witch. Uh, I, so, have, I have heard that one. I listened so, to a couple of these songs. Okay. Yes, you released so, that already. Yeah, yeah, some of those songs you can, uh, they're streaming somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, um, Anywhere in particular? Um, I, it's, I on don't, the, it's on the internet. It's oh. on the internet. Oh, okay. Go to my website and you can sample all the stuff on brendansmall.com. And um, so that's the second song. So it's a big warning, this catastrophic warning that something really bad's going to happen if you intervene with your ex wife's love life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the third song is the bad guy come, kind of breaks out of prison. It's like uh, when. Like in Cape Fear, when Max Cady comes out and he swears revenge on his, and then it just keeps going from there. So it's a whole story, and there's, and then a whole bunch of stuff happens. So it's it's following kind of like a, it's it's actually ripping off Joseph Campbell style story structure oh. from beginning to end, and uh, and at the end he saves a girl and doesn't want her anymore, and that's all he needed to do was save her, and then he can move on. But if she goes back with the. He's fine at that point. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> How did he find resolution with with that? That sounds like a lesson that a lot of people could learn from. Uh, he just did. There. How's that for writing? All right then. <laughs> <laughs> you you have not been married. No, I have not. No. Have you had a breakup that was uh, that mirrored this at all, or is it? Were no. You, were you afraid you would get married and she would take you for your money and you imagine all this? She would start. Yes, I had you. a I had a magic, <laughs> I had a fever dream of marrying someone who was not necessarily right for me, mm-hmm. and I then I rushed into it and, and lost everything who financially. Is, who is your nemesis that she would marry? Uh, who would be my nemesis? Yes. I don't know. I don't know that oh, I have. Oh, come on. You have, you've got to have Who do one. I have as a nemesis? I don't know. I don't, even, I don't, I don't so I'm know. I'm asking you. Yeah. You don't know? I'd like to know if I had one. Hmm. I can't think we'll, of one. We'll come up with one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is, is this based? I mean, it sounds like it's a... Or is that just your style? Just stylistically, you like to base things on the real life, things that happen in real life? I thought it'd be funny to have... A, a, an intergalactic divorce story. Yes. You know, I just thought this the songs when you listen to them it's I think the whole concept is kind of funny and weird and like if you blow it up like way out of proportion and uh then it's even sillier but the songs take themselves incredibly seriously. You wouldn't know that they're the whole thing's kind of a that big That is kind stupid of your style. Joke. Yeah, but that's also that's what Metalocalypse yes. is too. It's taking itself incredibly seriously as possibly as seriously as it possibly can musically too, you know. 
<clears throat> my favorite song, uh, I only heard a little bit, but um, there's a ballad on there. You can't run away from. Yes. What's the last word? Me? From me, yes. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the song. That's the song in the story where the bad guy reveals kind of his true uh, demon form to the lady that he tricked into falling But it's for such him. a beautiful song. And I know, but, it's, oh, but he's saying terrible things to her throughout I the whole see. thing. So it's a ballad where he's saying really bad things, yeah. It's, I was surprised it's the first uh, singing I heard of you where I can make out some of the words. Right, there's a lot of, that's a good point. There's a lot of music on this where it's not, in Death Clock, you, you, I sound like Louis Armstrong. Yes. That's exactly, exactly how Nathan explains boo Beep, bop, scoppy, down, booby, did, boo. Oh, yeah. That was from Mermaid? That's how I, that's <laughs> where I, that's usually, so that's, uh, if people, if people are listening, they want to know how to do that, like, I usually start from there, from just scatting over <laughs> the song, mm-hmm. and kind of like an old jazzy style, yes. mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, I, I improvise and go something like, oh, yeah, wonderful world. Like something like that, and then and then I go maybe not it's not world maybe it's not wonderful maybe it's something darker mm-hmm, than that, mm-hmm. and then I then I that's how I usually that's the songwriting process. That is so interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't think that normally, no. but you got to start from somewhere, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. So. So if you're going to do like a, a voice clinic, you would that's what you. Would I'd do. say take any character, mm-hmm. and just start from Louis Armstrong. Yes. Almost like a. Hey, hey, hold on for a minute. Did you fuck my wife? Mm-hmm. That's from uh, that's from a very popular movie called Raging Bull. Yes. Yeah. How can you ask me that? How can you ask me? How can you? I'm your brother. Yes. You, where do you get the balls big enough to ask me? I fuck your wife. Get out of here. It's kind of disconcerting because he's looking me directly in the eyes. <laughs> I can only imagine what that must be like for you. <laughs> I'll find a different place to look when I, I can't believe you asked me. I fuck your wife. Where you get the balls? Yeah, that's good. I can do any movie. Yeah. If you take the blue pill, then you go down the rabbit hole. But but if you take the red pill, then ain't nothing gonna happen. You go back to living outside the matrix. Can you look at his body language when he's doing this? I'm buckling like I'm flexing every muscle in my stomach. Wendon, can you do um Frankenhooker? <clears throat> do the voice of Frankenhooker? Oh, oh yeah. I can't believe that <laughs> if my wife died, I gotta make her into freak. <laughs> that was not a quote from the movie. I believe it was. I don't. Was it? I don't know. Honestly, if I could just simply talk in Louis <laughs> Armstrong voice the rest of my life, I probably would. Really? I definitely do plenty of it on stage. What is stopping you? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it, it does. <laughs> it does. It has take like muscle throat oh. muscles. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So you need a break. Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't worry, I'll be back doing uh, Louis Armstrong. In the meantime, I'll use my regular voice. So, so that's the record. You get the <laughs> idea of the record, and the and I that's I guess that was the example of the voice I don't use on this record. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of using the Death Clock voice, but I'm punching a note through it somehow. So can I can I hear yeah. it? You can. Right now. 
Um, Could you sing? Oh, sing right now? Yeah. Oh no, I'm not gonna sing right now. No. Why not? Because I I, don't, I would have to warm up, and uh, even I'd have to pitch correct it afterwards. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Yes. Even if we give you a guitar, you wouldn't sing anything. I could. I would sing something, but I don't think I could sing. You know what I learned? Doing a record where you're singing throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. it's like going to music vocal college because you start out doing everything wrong. Because mm. I've never, I mean, I'll sing funny songs like in back in home movies. I, I sang a lot of songs, but it was better if I didn't really nail them. It's funnier if they're kind of imperfect and warbly and shitty. Uh-huh. But uh, when you start making them really clean and, you know, something that you would put on a record and live there forever you have to do like a million tries and you have to kind of figure out how to make your voice work and how to not overdo stuff. And then by the last song on the whole record, I think I kind of understood how to do it. And now I've forgotten since then. <laughs> did you uh, did yeah. you record at home or did you... Yeah, you... I have a home studio. Yes. It's called The Danger Zone. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I didn't know it's called Danger Zone. Yeah, it's called The Danger Zone. Is it named after Danger Tits or the no. other way around? No, that's a song on the record called oh. Danger Tits. Yeah, that's an instrumental <laughs> song. Why Danger Zone? Um... Just because I thought that was sound really stupid, mm. and I thought uh, you are correct. <clears throat> well, I just started. Joking, I started, <laughs> started nicknaming <laughs> when we were recording the Death Clock record. I started. I started. Uh, we would have like a lunch break or something, and I go, "Come on, guys, let's go back into the danger zone uh, and really mm. get serious." I see. And uh, and they'd all kind of go, "That's really stupid." I go, "Come on, from now on, you're working for me, and this is called the danger zone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So don't ever. So as long as you're working for me, you you have to call it the danger zone. All right. So you can't say we're going in there." Or what time are you coming in? You mm-hmm. have to say what time are you coming into the danger zone. So uh, it really started sticking. And then th- sometimes I'll do a thing where I, I say, I can't hear you unless you're singing. I see. And it has to be a good melody, a strong one. <clears throat> do you ma- And you make them sing to you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they do? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are these poor people? They are your... Well, I, that's that's a metalocalypse. I went through a okay. week of doing that, like okay. a nonstop week of going, I can't hear you <laughs> until you're singing. Wow, that, that sounds fun. Yeah, that's pleasant. Yeah, that's fun. They <laughs> felt humiliated, so don't think it's too fun. Oh. No one really, no one really went for it. No. no one really belted anything out. They would. Want you? We have a meeting where we have to look at dailies. Who did that? You're powerful man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll talk to human resources if they don't do that. All right. So uh, back to something I mentioned earlier about yes. the uh, the live uh, question and answer thingy. Yes. I don't want to get into specifics, but you fielded a number of qu- live questions, yes. video questions. Yes. And uh, some of the topics included were like uh, Rusty Gear, which we'll get into, I guess. Do you know anything about it? I kind of learned about it that day, so... Yeah, you seemed yeah. like you did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, what is Rusty Gear? What is Rusty Gear? Do you know more about it now? I, all I know is that they're, they're a group that likes Death Clock and Venture Brothers. Yeah, it's a con... It's a cone. Some, it's, it's a, a cone. cone somewhere in Massachusetts. It's a yes, and and they're big fans of both shows. Yes, and that's all I know really. Are you going to go? I won't be able to make it unfortunately. Yeah. It's a shame. It's at a bad time for you. It's a bad, a bad it's a bad time for me. It's a bad time for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's questions. an honor. Yeah. It's that yeah, was very. It's, it's a very. Fantastic. It's an honor to be asked. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did uh, browse through some of the things. It's fairly intellectual. There's a lot of intellectualizing going on. I think it's uh, some college students trying out their degrees. Oh, okay. Is part of it. But uh, a lot of uh, role-playing. Oh, that's good. A lot of uh, cosplay type stuff. And, I think uh, that's fun. Wow, that's so cool. That's really Arts fun. and crafts. <coughs> yes, those are great. 
So, yes, so you had one young lady who asked you a question. And then yes. um, question number one was, uh, how do you, uh, uh, I need some, I'm going to be pitching a show. Yes. Give me some advice. Second yes. question basically was, can I have your phone number? Yes. But she uh, sort of uh, did it in a different way. She, good yes. for her. Yes. yes. Good for good her. For her yes. And you you answered, you said, well, if you want to, well, what she asked actually was, how can I get in touch with you if I have more questions? Yeah. And you directed them to your agent. Yes. I would love to go and do like how to make a cartoon seminar and all that stuff. And yes. I think that's fun. I think it's fun to talk about because I, I like it. I really enjoy doing that work. Yes. But um, if there are like, you know, if, if people want to talk about offers and all that stuff, mm -hmm. if they're serious, they'll there's a way to find me, you know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's how it, uh, it is done in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah, my question, though, is yes. what does it take uh, to get you to lose your cool as far as uh, a fan? You know, like uh, for the ones that maybe are a little insane... And can't hide it? Yes, yes, go on. <laughs> Is there something where maybe you wouldn't be as diplomatic? Have you had that experience? Um, <laughs> there was, um, first of all, if they're nice and they like the stuff and everything is coming from a place of kind of like wanting to communicate about something mm -hmm. that they like, I've got no problem with any of that like. stuff. And, and I'd say almost 100% of the time, those are the people that I meet. And they're really, yes. really nice from doing live shows to comedy to whatever it is. The people that come up and are really excited about that stuff, they're genuinely really, they're moved by something. Mm -hmm. And, um, but uh, only one time really do I remember somebody kind of saying something like he's, he said, he said, first of all, hey, Brendan, first of all, mm -hmm. I, uh, I don't really watch your show. Mm -hmm. At all. You know, I leave it on, it's like noise in the background, whatever. Mm -hmm. right, okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I want to I want to get some voice work on it. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so I said, "Oh, mm -hmm. oh well." And he said he said he didn't like, really like the the music, but he listened to it because mm -hmm. he liked the drummer. And mm -hmm. so he did like three or four things. I was like, "Okay, well that's that's fine." Again, I when I whenever I do anything from Metal Eclipse to home movies to even the record or something, I guess my my whole philosophy is I don't read reviews, I don't listen to like uh, good or bad. I think the good ones make your ego b really big. Mm -hmm. They really do. And the bad ones make you have a really rough week for some reason yes. because you just pay attention to them, you know? Right. But I think I had to develop something over the years to kind of figure out, like, a, to make up your own mind about how you feel about what you do long before the audience gets there. Mm -hmm. And the audience is just an after thing that happens for them. And I've, I'm finished with it at that point. I've made peace with what I could have done better, hopefully, um, what I can do better next time, mm -hmm. or what I really actually liked about it. Almost like if you act in a scene or something, you have, it, the best thing you can do is critique yourself and go like, you know what, I think I really could have done something over there. I could have done something over there. And next time I do that, I'm not going to be scared. I'm going to really go for it or something. So if you can critique yourself and make peace with the things wherein you fell short and hopefully give yourself some inspiration <laughs> to do better and also go, like, you know what, I had one really, really great moment there and I'm really happy about that. Mm -hmm. Then people can say things and it will bounce off you yeah, the good or the bad you know you, already, you know how you feel about it. you know it. how you feel about it if you don't know how you feel about it then that's a really scary place to be yes and uh i try to make sure i know how i feel about anything i do before it goes out so you hired him so i hired the guy <laughs> fantastic you... I, I was gonna say i was gonna say hey i i well thank you very much for coming <laughs> Very nice to meet you. Where I was appreciate this? this is a uh, where? Yeah. I don't what even want to say. I don't even say oh, oh, this is like a, oh, so I did a show, I did like okay. a concert, and he was okay. kind of waiting by the bus or something. Okay. And uh, I just remember that I was like, oh, that's everything you said so far is incredibly negative, and incredibly <laughs> bad, and this is just what I'm thinking. But I just said, thank you for coming, and thanks for stopping by, because I know like even if you, 
if you go out to a concert, it's just such a big schlep to go out and do and see a show and all that stuff, you know? So um, I was appreciative for him to show up, but... He didn't mean to insult you, I'm sure. Maybe just playing cool? He probably didn't, but I kind of recounted that thing, that whole thing to the people on the bus, and they're like, what the heck? Like, almost like how you guys just reacted to it. Like, oh, yeah, I don't like the show, I don't really like your work, but uh, how do I get to give me me a job? I wonder if he, in his mind, thought everybody is telling Brendan how great he is, how fantastic his show is. He negged you. I would like to, yes, he negged you. He would like to stand out. Right. That could happen. I'm sure that happens often. But it doesn't work. No, that's <laughs> it the certainly only doesn't work. Yeah, you're making me feel bad. <laughs> you know, and so I went and recounted that story to my friends on the bus, who are, all have really good senses of humor, like all the people that I work with, from Mike Keneally, Gene Hoagland, and Brian Bellard. And they have really good, and I'm really lucky to have a group of people like that that I can, you know, you're trapped in a bus with these guys. They're mm-hmm. relaxed, they're funny, they're nice. And I was telling them that story, and then I got some big laughs out of it. I looked over, the window was open, the guy was standing <laughs> right there, and I was like, oh man, and the guy was. He just had like he had like just a negative countenance, you know, about him even way before that happened. And then and then somebody goes, I think uh, someone said like, "Hey, we're gonna go to this bar down the street and have a few drinks." And of course, he shows up there Aww. and he's like, he was really mad at me. And I said, "Hey, listen, can I can I can I give you a small piece of advice? Can I give you the smallest piece of advice? You don't have to take it if you don't want to, but I'm offering one small show business piece of advice." And he said, "No, he didn't want to hear." It. So I said, "Okay." He probably heard everything he needed to hear. Yeah, he heard that. I, I think he heard that he was the butt of the joke because what he'd done was a major like social faux pas, like insult the guy and then ask him for a job. But that's what I was going to say. I said, listen, if you ever want to work on a show, be someone who people want to work with. You know, be a be a be a person who works with other people. Be someone yeah. who and don't fucking insult the show right before you ask for a job for it because I would give you voiceover advice. And my voice advice, uh, nobody wants to hear my voice advice. Mine is, mine is, the only way I get work is if I create a show and cast myself in it. So that's my advice to people. <laughs> but, it, but it works. It seems it really to work. Works. Yeah, it really works. It's 100% I don't, Yeah, I don't get hired on anything else. So, I mean, that's You've the, done voices on other I've done, I, I have done some things, yeah. But, yeah. Would you say that you create things for yourself primarily? Or you were saying that you have to be happy with whatever you do? Do you think that there's an element of when you have an idea yeah. that it's I want towards that I want... making yourself? Yes, I think so because that's some of the most fun you get to have is the acting part, you know, to improvise and to even improvise off your own script that you wrote and to try to think of different angles and try to be creative. Because writing creativity versus music creativity versus acting creativity, they're, they're very similar in a lot of ways, but each one of them can be just different enough to kind of get you through that day so if you're sick of the writing part at least you get to start doing some acting and if you're sick of the acting part at least you go you can go awaken all the creative stuff with music by doing attacking it from a different angle mm-hmm. do you mm-hmm. end up um mixing up those three things often or do you find yourself focused on one thing for weeks and weeks and then another in some cases i've been writing scripts and then having to turn around and do music like in this later on the same day and then one of them is a real relief for the other you know, and then you're sitting there, and, and music writing is isolating. I'm sitting in that studio, just working for hours, you know, and it's, it's it's just hours disappear, and then you realize like two days have gone by and you haven't talked to anybody, you know. So writing's not the same. Writing is the same, but I I feel like I log more hours with the music side of stuff mm. because you can get really nitpicky, but you experience music differently as you than writing a script. I think when you write a script, you go. You go, it's a little something like this. Like, here's here's the thing, but it's all going to change, and mm-hmm. different things are going to be added, and people are going to collaborate, so the final thing's going to be 
kind of that thing, but totally different. But you don't experience that when you read the script. When you even experience a demo of a song, mm-hmm. you pretty much, I think, experience the energy of how that song is. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just guitars and like uh, programmed drums, you'll still go, that's where the change happens. Mm-hmm. And I feel that change of, in the song. And the whatever emotional qualities it has, it like if it's anger or rage or whatever, or softness or you can experience that even in a demo form, you know? So you get to, that's immediate mm-hmm. as opposed to a script. Right. Like, cause there are a million ways to skin that cat when you look at like a scene or something, if you're mm-hmm. acting in a scene or whatever, mm-hmm. like I can do this a million different ways. So you could do it as Louis Armstrong. Yes. Um, we've already touched upon, uh, some, some of this topic with uh, Pat Healy in yes. our podcast. Um, yes. He's a friend of yours? Yes, Pat Healy's a friend of mine. He's a very good friend. He's a good, he's a good guy and a good friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to tell us more about Pat Healy or are you done? Is he good? I was the one who's uh, trying to oh. get him to talk about that more. He might not want uh, well, to Well, I mean, Pat you have to all. start a subject. <laughs> you want me to like, Pat Healy, go. Yes. Pat Healy, he's a man. He has glasses. Uh, <laughs> he is an actor. He uh, is a writer. Talented man, yeah. He has blonde hair. He has blonde hair. He's of a German descent. Did you know that? You're supposed to say something like, Pat, oh, Pat Healy. I remember a time when Pat Healy oh, okay. and I... Yeah, yeah. But, but we actually, we don't have to do any of this because Pat's already been on the show. Yes. And well, this is, this is about London. Yeah, it is about yeah. London. This is London-centric. Well, I, I kind of... Uh, but me and Pat, I think maybe you guys went over this a long time ago, but me and Pat, the way that we really became friends and kind of creative friends were it was a, a long time ago at the steve allen theater mm-hmm. we did a show called the dumb dildo show with I, uh, you know, I can't tommy blotcha and um andrew donnelly mm-hmm. and it was one of the stupidest shows but we did a weekly show we were all broke we didn't have this is right before metalocalypse happened right after i did home movie so i had this like year and a half where we're i was talking like, about like 2004 2005 yeah 2004 like 2005 yeah and um that was some of the most i really miss those days where i got to just there were days where I just walk around with my hands in the po- in my pocket, just thinking about stuff. And that's how I'd spend my day. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, "What a time that was!" Just walk around with my hands in my pockets and not worried about stuff, just thinking about you know, it'd be fun. As if, if I like, I really enjoy bananas, and I, I just I wonder what you know, just like thinking about stupid stuff all day, and then maybe anyway. You could never do that again. I well, no, I'm I'm, I'm trying to work towards that. Towards the time where I can do that again. Uh, but, uh, do you really want to have that kind of free time again? I liked when I got to like perform at night and spend the whole day thinking about what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a fun, fun time. And I remember back in Boston when I first started doing comedy with uh, Eugene Merman and um, Patrick Borelli. These Patrick Borelli's now a writer on Jimmy Fallon, and Eugene Merman's a great comic who's known pretty well now. But we had a Friday night show that we would do together, and we would just do absurd, stupid stuff that made no sense, and that we were just so happy to do that. And uh, we would spend all day thinking about that, or like even a few days before, we'd get together and write sketches, and mm-hmm. and you'd perform in them, and then you'd throw them away, or you'd keep a good one, and you know, you know how it is. But you got to spend a lot of time thinking about just being creative on stage, yes. and I miss those times. I'll do it every once in a while, I'll do something on stage, but but because I do it so infrequently that I don't do as many crazy things as I yeah. think I'd like to do. I used to do more crazy stuff. The last thing I saw you do on the S- Steve Allen stage was uh, your Brendan Smaller secret experimental show, and that was really fully scripted, and you guys had rehearsals and stuff yes, like that. Yes, yes. So y- you seem now to be, that's that's the thing that you're doing. It's a little bit more structured. Well, for that thing, I had an idea. So 
I did a show that was called The Top Secret Britain Small Experiment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was an experimental show. <laughs> that was um, a fake table read. Mm-hmm. And um, I, what I wanted to do was uh, I wanted to have a show that could, almost like the It's Gary Shandling show, a show that could comment on itself. And, um, but was, that was kind of chaotic and fucked up, but also structured in some way. And, um, and that was what I did. I, I just had this amount of time. And this is how I've done almost anything I've ever done is I put a date in the book somewhere and then I have to work towards it, yeah. you know, from like the first time I did stand up to saying like, I have a record due and I, this per- certain time I have to get it done. So no matter what. So I usually put myself in some kind of like peril. Mm-hmm. like some kind of social peril or even financial peril like putting out a solo record is I put a lot of money into recording this stuff now I have to finish it so yes to see if I can make any of it back I don't know and um the same thing with uh the Steve Allen theater because a meet over at Steve Allen said do you want to do a show and I said oh mm-hmm. yes yes I do actually there's this one show I've been wanting to do for a long time and I don't even know what it is so it'd be a really good experiment to see how this show works and I want it to interact. I want the audience to be a big part of this show and have them have lines and stuff in unison that they would say back to me. <laughs> and uh, but I, I and I wanted to anyway. So so um, so that's what I did. I said, you know, give me a date and I'll work towards it. He said, okay, you're doing the show December seventeenth. I said, okay, that's it. Now I have to have a script ready. So that was fun though. That was really fun. And yeah. I want to go back to that idea. And, and what I'd love to do after I finish all this Metalocalypse stuff and all this music stuff I'm doing is rent out a theater for like two months and just write a whole two-month series that if people come back, they buy like one ticket, they can come back every single Friday and follow the story. And or, you know, or just take one story and keep on honing it and fixing it because treat it like a stand-up act, you know? Mm -hmm. You fix some stuff, you drop some stuff. People like the Marx Brothers used to tour with sketches and then they'd put them in the movies after they've been... Road worked yeah. and stuff, and they would have like a million different things, and they then they it was tested, and they also knew where they were coming from. They they knew who their characters were really well. So by the time, if you ever wanted to make this into a pilot or a real thing, you'd be so invested in this world already. You already know everything and all the laws and the rules, so you could explain it all. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that'd be fun. It's not cartoons. It's fun. Uh, do you want to focus less on cartoons and more on? Other I things? love working in animation. It just takes forever. I'm, I'm sitting here working on the same season I've been working on for like a month and a half, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long time looking at the same exact things over and over again. And you're just, it's like watching a plant grow because for the first time ever, we finished all our scripts early. Mm-hmm. And then the ones that we're directing or whatever, you're just watching. You're just, hopefully some animation will come in. Okay, that's not right yet. We have to send it back one more time and just tailor it a little bit more. And then it gets there and it's always worth the extra work. And but it takes a really, really long time. Is this the last season? Of- no. I, as you watch this season, first of all, it's quarter hours and it's 12 episodes because when I told the story, like I sat in front of the staff and I said, this is what I'd like to do this season and let's plot this out and let's find the best amount of time. Like There can be some half hours. We can maybe do some quarter hours for like mm-hmm. little fun, stupid episodes. But we found that when we laid out what, what the story was, that it, it was best served in these quarter hours. There was going to be like a half hour thing here or there or in the middle or something. But also half hours are a lot of work and we have a small staff and everyone gets worked really hard. Mm-hmm. This is the first season where we got the whole thing right, which is good. Oh. Yeah. This is season four. Season four, yeah. Seven years after you. <laughs> I know. It took a long time. You know what I did also though? When, when I took some time off from season three to season four, 
I took an acting, directing, directing, writing workshop mm-hmm. thing to be a better writer, to be a better actor, and to be a better director. And a lot of that stuff actually really did pay off. Awesome. Yeah. Which was that class? Well, there was one which is, I found Howard Fine, which was the guy who taught Gary Shan or was Gary Shandling's guy, and that's the reason I went to him. And that was more of like just a, like from like a fresh off the bus to LA kind of like here you go go into a class and nobody knows who I am or knows if I work in TV I'm just a regular jack off and that was a really fun class to just study you know and you get a lot of time on stage and it's uh scary and humiliating and it was good mm. it, it was good for me to 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 go through all that stuff you needed some humiliation I needed well if you're a boss of a show after something it's nice to be whacked down a few notches mm. it makes you it makes you better at your job I think just learn something about London right there. No, 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 not like that, girls. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't like being hurt. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Um, Wait, physically or emotionally? Uh, either one. Why would no. I want any of those things? I, but we don't. We, we, we don't know. know. That's we're, why we're, we're not into that. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Sure, you're not. Anyway. Um, so. So I took that, and then I took a class with a woman named Joan Shekel, mm. and that's with Pat Healy, and it was acting, writing, directing kind of a thing, and you'd show up in a group, and it was it was all these, we've spoken about this mm-hmm. before, but... Um, we spoke about it the night that we watched uh, Troll 2. It's a great <laughs> we're, movie. We're not going to talk about that. We already covered that with Pat. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I ran into the band who, we did a, we, I was on the road with a band called Chimera, and uh-huh. they're from Ohio. And uh, it was it was the second tour we did, and they're a really cool band, and uh, their band has a really great sense of humor. But but at some point, like you know, week two or something, like, you kind of get to know the band a little bit better. And somebody said something about Troll Two, and I was like, wait a minute, hold on, because I remember seeing just a small clip of them, and I was like, you guys, they were just quoting lines, and this is about like 2008 or something, and I was like, yeah, I know that movie. You don't have a copy, and they're like, of course we have a copy, and I traded them the room for. Uh, troll too, <laughs> and we've been really good friends ever since. Like they came out of their bus with like these looks on their faces, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, everyone on my bus was forced to watch Troll yeah. too. And they started, and the band Chimera, they started putting in like sound bites from the room in Troll too, in, like in these metal songs. That you just you would never know that they're in there, but then you'd hear like, like uh, you're tearing me apart or whatever it was. Aww. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Thank you, Chimera. Yes. Where were we going? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about acting. The acting class with. Yes. First of all, acting. yeah. But but there was a whole group kind of thing as a director. You're you're kind of there was like a. This is so. This always sounds bad. It always sounds like Scientology or we're something. Not, we're not judging you too yeah. much. Yeah, but I mean, like acting, speaking in acting terms and energies and things like that is always like questionable, and I I I feel the same way. But um. Your sheepish smile makes up for it. Go ahead. Well, you can talk about acting without really talk about acting without including all that language. Yeah, you have journeys and things like that. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's true. I know you can't. You really can't. That's the terminology, unfortunately. It's fine. But um, but there was a. There was a, a whole group thing that was happening that I don't think I was really good at doing with the, the show as far as involving people. Did you stand you in know? a circle and have to squeeze hands like from left you, to right? There would be a lot of circles. There would be a lot of like weird sounds you'd have to make and you have to go, okay, this is this is what I have to do now. And uh, it's Wait. really, I have to not, and I also am going to stop being embarrassed by it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually own all these incredibly, what I would consider in my normal life, incredibly stupid moments and I'm just going to do them as if 
as if uh, that's what I think I should be doing right now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it, and it feels good, doesn't it? It actually does. It actually feels good to uh, to do really incredibly stupid things. So your your staff now at Metalocalypse, do they feel this love from you? I think I think I found from like in the whole post production and the pre production is tricky because you're just writers trying to solve problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but post production, I think, is where everyone really starts collaborating from animation to. Um, from background to compositing, com- well, compositing on, on actually when when we'd nail compositing, it'd be like a good. We'd have to get there, you know. We'd have to. Mm-hmm. It's it's a fun process, but um, when we know, kind of like we don't need as much animation, we can do mm-hmm. really cool just camera moves and cool effects and all that stuff. And when we did the Soundgarden video, mm-hmm. um, we uh we found that we don't have to animate everything. We can have just really great backgrounds and really great foregrounds and just find a way to glue everything together, yes. you know? And, um, and that, that, uh, and then now there's this really kind of healthy competition going on with the compositing side. They're really like, they're kind of looking at one guy and they're like, okay, that guy's doing that. I got to beat that. Within, you know? within each other or with other crews? Within or? each other. Okay. Yeah. And they're, and they're, and they, they, they bond and they're always hanging out together and it's all dudes. And stuff. It's all dudes. Oh, what a surprise. No, but the, I think that's an important part is of, of from writing to acting to air is that that healthy competition to kind of mm-hmm. it's it's fun to try to outdo each other and make the whole thing better. Well, you don't you know? glow if you're not if you're just doing the same old same old. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And doing a TV show like I think TV is so weird because I don't understand why you have to do. When does it end? You know. I mean, if it does well, you keep doing it forever. You know. <laughs> you're talking about uh, just in general, like you know, how many episodes do you have to do? How do you know how, uh, when are you finished? And I think it's really good to have like check-in points where you go, okay, I've got to become. Hopefully, by the end of the season. I'll be a better writer, I'll be a better actor, and I'll be a better director. Mm. As opposed to going, I know what I'm doing. Yes. You know, yes. back off. I've been doing this for a while. Did you ever you really think don't. like that and you change your mind? Or how would you say your, your journey has gone, Blendon? I think I think the first time was we were so scatterbrained, we were just going as fast as we could to fi- fix stuff. And then mm. I thought, I don't want to work like that. I don't like being scatterbrained and, and going like, whatever, just send it out, it's done, you know? Yes. And, and people like it and whatever, but you're like, I don't know. I think if I, had a, if I were a bit more organized, I could have come to that conclusion sooner and... Oh yeah, and then you know made that the whole thing work better, but um, but now I think if if your writing's finished, you can start thinking about just visuals and all that stuff and compositing way earlier. So it's it's better I'm for the whole really team. Really a big yeah. fan of this compositing earlier thing. Yes, mm. compositors are very important. They are very important. Yeah, and I think uh, and a compositor without being directed, I think is also it's it's the director's fault if a com- if a composite is not. Hmm great all the time i think why did he look at me when he said that i don't know he, he did <laughs> i'm he, just saying that no i mean he I tilted think, his head yeah. and stared <clears throat> but i'm eyes. saying no it, it, it should be a collaboration between the compositor and the director i totally agree yeah yes 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 so is, what else do we need to talk about uh, there's I so did many, all my plugging you did right? all your plugging um you know I, i've seen uh, because i've read some interviews there's a lot of stuff that's already been covered like yes. your playgirl spread yes we don't need to talk about that yeah thank you what was that Oh dear! Uh, he was in Playgirl. Oh, when? Uh, Two thousand and seven, six. Something like that. Yeah. You posed with no clothes on. I had a something covering. A helmet. Yeah, helmet covering my. That your brother made. Area that my brother made. Yeah. Yes, well, so that sounds nice. nice. Yes. That was very nice. It's very yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh yeah. Is that on the website? Uh, uh, we, we no. Could, we could put it on the website on our website. Oh. Okay. I don't. Is that? Oh, oh dear! 
I oh I wanted oh, to Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> but you recently have a Twitter account. Yes. Oh yes, I do. You yeah. recently joined the internet. Yeah, I did. I did. I figured I'm gonna have to promote some stuff and MySpace wasn't doing it for you anymore? I have I'm not logged on to MySpace <laughs> in some time. But um I was offline for like uh I was offline for a really long time. And that is how you accomplish things by being offline. I don't well I you come but then you then there's like it's somebody's birthday or something and you miss out and you're mm-hmm. like and nobody told me and you're like well you're not on Facebook. And then yes. and uh, Facebook's stupid. It's incredibly it's really stupid. But um I because I don't know how to work it and uh you're not you're not on time. I don't know yet. what to do with it. I just yeah, I don't You'll it's figure okay. it out yeah. if you waste time. Or you time. won't. Yes. Yeah. Either way, it's fine. <laughs> Twitter, I completely understand. I understand that it, I, uh, there's really funny tweets that, that happen. Uh, I just read, what was it, uh, Albert Brooks one that we said, uh, wouldn't it be funny if, if God only cared what you looked like? And I thought that was really, really funny. <laughs> Albert Brooks, great comedian. Mm, that's funny. Yeah, didn't get a laugh, but to me, I thought mm. that's, uh, maybe it's a thinker. A laugh from us? Yeah. We're laughing. Fair enough. But, um... But yeah, and then and then you can subscribe to things like a nerdy guitar stuff. Like mm-hmm. there, are people are tweeting about new pedals and you know the nerdy stuff that I like. Do you have a? Are you following a lot of people? I I don't know how many I'm following, but it's hard sometimes to wade through because uh, yeah. people who retweet people that you don't give an f about and yeah. you delete their thing and yeah, I'm not so much on the on the Twitter. But what is your Twitter name? It's underscore Brendan Small. Why is that? You put you had to put underscore. Yeah, because there were other, there were like people from that had like home movies icons and stuff like that. Wait, can't you get like just your name? You're not. Uh, I guess so, but I mean. You don't. I, but do I you mean, have a green check mark by you to say that you're real? I don't. I don't think they do the check mark thing anymore. They or, don't. Yeah. Since when? But I think the people that follow me now know that it's me because yes. I talk about nerdy guitar stuff and I talk about like CDs that are metal CDs that I think people should check out or mm-hmm. dumb jokes every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now everyone else will know because of our podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Fifi resting her head on the microphone. <laughs> I'm looking at, Are we my, done? No- I'm looking we at my notes. We have done a solid hour. We have. We? Okay, yeah. okay. Is there anything you feel that we have not covered? Um, did, he apo- did he apologize for last night, Chad? Did no? you apologize Yeah, I apologize. For okay. I, I'm All right, a, we got that. Ladies, I'm apologizing. What I'd like to know is uh, what will this makeup uh, dinner slash lunch be like? Can you describe for us? Well, I think what we should start doing is talking about places to go right now. Cafe Stella. <laughs> Do you want to go there? I like uh, Wolfgang Pucks. That's disgusting. I know. <laughs> what about uh, Cheesecake Factory? No. How do you feel about mm. that? Have you gone there? No, just a nice Cheesecake bottle of wine and, you know, we start with little salads. Maybe it's 2.20 in the afternoon. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. Daytime drinking. Oh, let's go get Bloody Mary somewhere. Oh, that actually sounds like a good idea. It always sounds like a good idea. It's Sunday. It it's is. 2.30. Yes. We don't got S to do. Except you, how <laughs> often do you, get a, do you really take advantage of what a Bloody Mary is? Not, uh, not often, no, right? No, not no. often enough. You know, I say that's a good idea. We've we've done a strong podcast. We're done with it. It's out in the air. Thank you guys you have the listening. upper hand over me the whole time because I, I screwed up last night. So it's perfect. <laughs> Don't worry, we, we never we never take advantage of we yeah, never no, no, hold no. it over yeah. your head or anything. No like no, that. no 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 no. <laughs> I can tell already that you wouldn't do something like that. No, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan Smalls. Yes, Smalls? Yes. Oh dear. <laughs> really this Brendan. Is, we just established this Brendan. has been a nine year relationship. <laughs> Brendan Patrick Small. 
thank you so much for coming <laughs> <laughs> onto our podcast. Uh, and uh, we put I felt, up. I felt sufficiently uncomfortable <laughs> for a couple of these moments. So good job. That was good. You asked if I lose my cool ever, and there were a couple good moments there. We put up uh, many links on uh, on a website about your upcoming album and your oh, I appreciate that and your metalocalypse. Thank and, you so um, much. You know your home address, all these things. Oh, good. But thank good. you so much for finally uh, meeting with us. Yes. yes, it was nice to meet you guys finally. <laughs> Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Bonsoir.